0: Recently, I've been asked by a couple of patients, what is pyroluria? They wanted to know more about it because it had been mentioned as a possible cause of some of their symptoms, such as anxiety and depression. In one case, there was a patient who had asked about if the pyroluria may be causing their attention deficit. The answer to all of them is, yes, it's possible. So what is pyroluria? How do we know? How do you know if you have it? and how is it treated? Today on Ask Dr. Gill, we'll be talking about pyroluria and how that can affect your intuition. So stay tuned. To ask Dr. Gill, I'm Dr. Gill Winkleman, and today we are going to talk about two topics that will actually be related. I mentioned in the intro that about pyroluria. Uh, pyroluria is a fancy way of talking about molecules that show up in the urine. The molecules are called cryptopyroles. They're uh, basically an uh, a molecule that represents something that wasn't completely broken down in the body and it shows up in the urine and I will tell you a story about those and how it affects mental health and how you, if, how you know if you need to be tested for pyrols in your urine uh, but before we get into that I want to talk about the other topic which is related uh, which is about where the podcast is going and, and I've been uh, sort of struggling with this and wanted to share with you my listeners uh regarding this i I thought about just restarting the podcast because i realized i hadn't given any context i started the podcast i um threw a bunch of shows up and you know if you listen to all of them it it doesn't sound like there's a um a thread that moves through them it just sounds like it's a bunch of questions And that's not what this is really about. Uh, And, you know, initially I did those recordings because I found myself answering the same question in my office when a new patient would come in. And so that's why I wanted to record those. And I did that and I put them up. But really this is about something uh, bigger, if you will, which is about the connection between the mind, the body, and the spirit. And in fact, if you look at my website askdrgill.com there is a tagline in there that says restore heart body brain balance for optimal health and so I you know as I was doing uh, preparation for the pyroluria podcast I thought what better way to introduce this than to talk about pyroluria and the reason is is that pyroluria represents something that is physiologic, that interferes with our ability to be emotionally and spiritually stable. And I use spirit sort of in a broad context, uh, you know, w- because I, I do think it's an important aspect of health that is not quantifiable at this time by science, um, although there is some research you know, from the Heart Math Institute and others that suggests that there is an aspect of our heart that is able to connect to something greater. And I'm not going to cover that in this program, but I am going to say that this is part of the context of what Ask Dr. Gill, the podcast, is about. And also Ask Dr. Gill in terms of how I practice medicine and what I write about and so forth. So it. The basic idea here is that we need to be aware of the fact that we're not just biological beings, but also uh, mental beings and, and dare I say it, spiritual beings. There are many things that we see in the research that are totally not explainable uh, based on our current theories. Uh, and so part of the purpose of this podcast is to... Um, push the science in, in, in a sense and not be dogmatic about the science and say, well, we can't measure that. Therefore, it doesn't exist. But to say, geez, I don't know what that is. Maybe this is what we're seeing. So that's the context in terms of the podcast. Now, um, I do want to just f- finish one aspect of this, which is to talk about um, there's a book called The Power of the Heart by a gentleman named be- Baptiste de Pape, I may be butchering his name, it's in French. Uh, he also created a movie about it, but it's a wonderful book to talk about some of these issues. And I will refer to it in other podcasts just as an FYI. Uh, he, he actually went around and interviewed a bunch of, um, uh, a few scientists, uh, uh, Roland McCready and Howard Martin from Math, But he also met with thought leaders uh, Deepak Chopra, um, Gary Zukav, um, as well as authors such as Maya Angelou, uh, Isabel Allande, uh, Pueblo Cueljo, um, to talk about sort of how they experience what their meaning of following the heart is. So there's this aspect of being able to uh, follow your bliss, if you will, as Joseph Campbell says, uh, um, my goal as a physician is to help patients get to that point and I, I really believe that oftentimes our physiology as well as our um, mental processes can interfere with our ability to hear that still inner voice and and that, that intuitive sense that allows us to follow our bliss. So that's the context. Um, And with that, let's talk about pyroluria because this is such a wonderful uh, example of a physiologic imbalance that interferes with this. So so let me kind of uh, give you a a brief overview of the symptoms of pyroluria. So one of the silos, if you will, of my training has to do with... uh, the Walsh Protocol, and there's a few articles on my website. Uh, in fact, there's one, askdrgale.com forward slash Walsh, W-A-L-S-H hyphen protocol. Um, and you can read a little bit about it. Uh, Dr. Walsh is uh, now founded a, a place called the Walsh Institute, and you can get more information on his website about his protocol. Uh, He basically looked at uh, depressions, schizophrenia, uh, uh, psychopathic and sociopathic behaviors, autism, anxiety, uh, uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. And he discovered a series of subtypes uh, that show up biochemically. And these subtypes are measurable either through hair, blood, or urine. And uh, I'm I'm gonna just sort of table all of that for the moment, uh, as far as the the details, because uh, we're gonna talk about pyroluria today. Pyroluria is one of those subtypes, and what's interesting is that you can see high levels of pyroles, for example, in someone who's schizophrenic, but but also someone who is depressed, as an example, and. We don't know why patients with cryptopyrrols might show up with behavioral disorders, uh, depression, or manic depression, or schizophrenia. Like that, we, we don't really understand that, but we do know that if they have one of those, quote, diagnoses, that we can measure certain things and figure out where that's coming from, and based on where that is, we can then treat it. And pyrocryptopyrols is one of those. So, so some of the, the 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 qualities of the diagnosis will change based on the biochemistry, and it gives us a sense of what to look for. So, some of the some of the uh, qualities, the symptoms and traits of a pyrrole, uh disorder, uh, could look similar to another subtype, uh, but. Usually, there are hallmarks about each that allow us to distinguish. And usually, if you, if you were a patient, you came to my office, you said, "Hey, I have depression." You know, we'd look at sort of your life, or and, and so forth, and rule out something that's happening, um, that's more situational. You know, and and as a as a quick aside, I've had a ton of patients who were prescribed uh, psychotropic drugs. You know, Prozac or a mood stabilizer, because uh, they were grieving after their, their parent died. Now, that's not a, a biochemical issue in most cases. That is a situational issue. And in a situational issue, uh, it's more important to kind of go through that experience depending on what the situation is, obviously. Uh, but in a grief situation, feeling the feelings being aware of what's happening, being okay with what's happening. Now, obviously, if the parent died 20 years ago, that's a different than if the parent died a month ago. And you know, there's there's a fine line there uh, at certain points. And you know, I may save that as a topic for another talk. So, okay. So, what does pyrol schizophrenia look like? Well, it, uh, Dr. Walsh, by the way, has a book called Nutrient Power heal your biochemistry and heal your brain. And a lot of the things that I'm gonna read off, uh, I've either seen in my clinic, but it's also what I screen for um, in patients. So obviously we see elevated cryptopyrils in the urine. Um, sometimes the urine will actually turn like a mauve color or really, really dark. And the patient will say, yeah, my urine is really, really dark. I drink you know, a good amount of water, but it's really dark. And they're not eating beets or something that might otherwise change the color. Um, but the thing that I usually see with the, the cryptopyrals is that there's poor stress control and they will have uh, outbursts, you know, and they won't know why they're having outbursts. And I'm, I'm going to talk about a case that I had in a, in a moment. Um, so, uh, but usually they'll have morning nausea. They won't eat breakfast. And and often they'll have uh, pain on their left side, like just below their rib cage and their abdomen. Uh, that those are, th- that's most common that I see. Um, but they can have other things. They can have, you know, irritability. They can be sensitive to light, sound. Uh, they can have uh, white spots on their fingernails. Uh, they can have uh, f- really weird fears, like fear of airplane airplane travel. Um, So, and there's a whole list in his book and, you know, I may put that up on my website at some point as well. Um, So, and you can't really go just by the list. Um, It's important that the test be done, uh, you know, because for, for one thing, the test will, you know, you can treat and then find out if the treatment's working. So, so let's, Uh, Take a break, and in the second half of the show, we'll talk more about uh, pyroluria. Okay, welcome back. This is Dr. Gil Winkleman, and... We're talking about pyroluria today, and I mentioned some of the symptoms that show up, and I want to give a case uh example. Uh so I had a, a four and a half, five year old girl come to my office. She would she was a good kid. Um and I say that because one of the things that Dr. Walsh talks about in his research is that he actually started with serial killers. And he found that that when he was working with, the, he was doing volunteer work at a prison and he was working with these people and he was like, you know, they don't seem like bad people. They did bad things, but they don't seem like bad people. So he, he started testing them and doing blood tests and so forth and urine tests. And he found that they had Pyro levels, cryptopyral levels in their urine 10 times above no, high normal. And so he was like, okay, th- now, now we're getting somewhere, you know. And so one of the hallmarks of the pyroluria is uh, you can have a good person do bad things or have bad behavior because there's spikes in those levels that happen. And so physiologically, and I'm going to get back to this four-year-old, five-year-old girl in just a minute, Physiologically, pyroluria really just represents high levels of oxidative stress in the body. And for whatever reason, there's an incomplete breakdown of these rings Uh, in red blood cells, they're heme rings, but there's other rings in the body that hold metals and they are used as a way to either, the metals used in, in like in red blood cells, it's used to create the heme ring so that it can bind oxygen, but other types of these exist to bind other sorts of things uh, in the body and transport them. Uh, in in cryptopyroluria, there's an incomplete breakdown of these and they go around and they'll they'll rise and fall, the levels will, will uh, fluctuate, and they will gobble up uh, zinc and B6 in the body. So, so wh- why is this significant? Well, it can lead to outbursts that seem uncontrollable and random. And this little girl was a good kid like I said, and she would, I mean, she would have three, four hour temp, temper tantrums. And at the end of it, she would cry. Like her parents basically described her as being possessed for those three to four hours. And she would cry and be really remorseful about it. And she just didn't understand what was happening. And her mom brought her into me, and I immediately knew what was going on. Uh, because of my work with Dr. Walsh, and we tested her urine, and lo and behold, her pyroluria. She had high p- pyrals they were in the uh, low twenties, um, not not at a level that you'd see sociopath behavior. Uh, so she uh, she ended up uh, doing the treatment protocol, and you know all of her temp- temper tantrums disappeared. So the treatment is actually really easy. You prescribe zinc and vitamin B6. And, the you know, the protocol varies slightly based on the patient and their size and, you know, what the severity of the symptoms or what else is going on. But that's the basic idea. You're basically reflooding the body over time so that the, the body doesn't, uh, the body can sort of respond and then kick out the the and replace the zinc and, and so forth. Now, what it doesn't do, what this protocol doesn't do that I can tell is it doesn't reverse the oxidative stress. So there's other things that you would want to do to treat that, and that's a much more complex discussion uh, than this. But that's the basic idea, and I will give the caveat that if you are going to get tested and uh, you know see if you have pyroluria, if this sounds familiar, and you're going, oh my God, this sounds like my sister, or my mother, or me, or whatever. Uh, I do recommend you get a trained, a qualified, trained clinician uh, to help you, and you you can find one on the Walsh uh, Institute.org. Uh, there's there's a list on their website of of the um, trained uh, professionals that have had the training from Dr. Walsh. With pyroluria, certainly there's other people out there as well. Uh, they don't they don't have the full picture necessarily that the Walsh people have. Uh, so that's that's the main thing that I would say about that. So um, so that's that's pyroluria in a nutshell. And and you know just bringing this back to the first part of the discussion, this is this little girl is a, is such a great example because she she was such a sweet kid, um, and. Yet I knew that you you know when she was in one of these states. I, I, I interestingly I had never seen her in that state. I had other patients that I w- I had seen both the states, both the the Doctor Jekyll and the Mister Hyde, and um, and it was it was you know the first few times that it happened before I knew about uh, pyroluria. I was like, wow, you know what the heck is going on? And uh, but. It's so fascinating to me to think about it in the context of heart and of spirit because you know if you're in that state, how are you going to access that, that inner wisdom that, and hear that still calm voice that's going to be able to guide you? Even if you're not throwing a full-blown temper tantrum, maybe you have a milder form of the symptoms. Uh, you just don't feel quite right. Maybe you're slightly depressed you see the world as in black and white, mostly black at that time, it's hard to access this still point, this this feeling of gratitude, this feeling of uh, expansiveness. And without being able to do that, suddenly the world is bleaker than it might otherwise be. And imagine now you treat that and all of a sudden you're able to have a different perspective. So that's what that's where these sorts of protocols, these nutrient therapies are so powerful because there's no side effects to them and you're you're basically using your body's natural ability to adjust the physiology and thereby you get greater access to this quality of of inner peace and so forth. So that's what's exciting to me about uh, nutrient therapy and you know you don't have these side effects, you don't feel like you're drugged, um, You don't feel that you're different, um, that you're not yourself. So that's all I have for you guys today. I really hope you enjoyed this and uh, I hope that the context of the conversation is helpful that I'm sharing with you. And that that's going to be the context going forward. I'm going to be bringing that more and more. In, I'd like, I'm going to be bringing that into the blog post and the information that I'm putting on my website. So uh, if you like this, you know, please re- give me a good review on uh, iTunes. That's really, really helpful. And as well as if you have questions, you can send a question to info at askdrgil.com, A S K D R G I L.com. And uh, if you have a topic that you want to uh, cover, Feel free to send it to the same email. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.